and welcome back to another episode of Biz is Pleasure. Babe, like, can you just like move over just like a little bit, please? Like, I know you love me, I love you too, but I need a little no, space. Close to you. I, uh, come on, babe, I need a little space here. All right, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Biz is Pleasure. I'm your co I'm your co-host, John R. Francis, with my beautiful co-host here, Colette Monique Lybird. We're both the co-owners of the Clarendon Trading Company. We source and distribute vintage used and hype beast clothing even though we have no hype beast clothing right now it's okay <laughs> we still have a bunch of vintage and a bunch of used pieces so business pleasure is where we take about 25 to 30 minutes out of our week just to talk about the business our relationship how things are going where we want to go where we've been and just let you guys keep you guys up to date with how everything's going with our overall life like for the most part right yeah. So um, the way we always start the show is, how was your week? Um, I can't remember now. Oh, my week was good. Mm -hmm. I had a good week. Okay, nice. What'd you um, do? I just was really busy with work and stuff, but we had a really good event. Yes, yes. Shout out to 613 Flea, all Ooh. the people out in Ottawa. Amazing people, amazing show. Catherine, keep killing it. You're the best. Yeah, we had a really good event. It was really busy. It actually coincided with their Santa Claus parade down there, which isn't as big as Toronto, but it was all good. It was a good parade, um, but I'm happy because it brought a lot of people in the door. We made a bunch of sales, gave it a bunch of business cards, met a bunch of new people. It snowed that weekend, so I was kind of nervous that people wouldn't really leave their house because of the snow and the weather, but it's Ottawa. People like that stuff, you know? So everyone was out. Everyone was in the snow enjoying it. Our drive down wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Well, your drive down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause my co-pilot, co so it's good. She keeps me company, make sure I stay awake, make sure I'm hydrated. She, like, feeds me food while I'm driving. So yeah, I'm you, know, you, you do your part. You yeah, do your part. I'm a good co-pilot. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was a really, really, really good event. The thing I'm liking about the 613 Fleet a lot nowadays is that, like, we're starting to build, like, a name and a reputation down in Ottawa. So it's kind of weird because, like, our introduction to people was like, hey, have you heard of Carnival Cole before? Yeah. And now, like, we can't even use that anymore. Because, no. like, all the people, like, they're return customers, yeah. which is really good. Or even sometimes, like, some, like, let's say, like, let's say we had, like, 10 sales that day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Three of the people will be return customers. Yeah. And, but it's, but we'll still see people that we know will be like, hey, like, how's everything going? How's that Jackie about last time? Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of cool that we're still able to build rapport with them yeah. and not always just trying to sell with them. Just be like, hey, like, how's everything going, you know? Trying to keep it more personable, not always business, not strictly financial. Like, hey, buy some shit. Yeah, like, you we're know? building a relationship with the people that we interact with on a regular basis, mm -hmm. which is really fun and cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important because I, for me, it's always nice when you go back to a place and you think, like, oh, shit, they probably don't even remember me. Like, yo, yeah. like, oh shit, like, oh shit, they remember me, like, what the heck? Yeah. So, like, you know, it's nice, too, because, like, we, for the most part, do a lot of events, we're always seeing different faces. Yeah. So, I think we should, like, keep it, keep in the back of our minds, like, okay, let's try to remember the people that support us, you know? Because without them, like... We don't have anything. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, that's always really important. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, my book was really good. Um, it's Sorry, been, I didn't ask. That's fine, I'm used to it. So, 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 so I'm trying to be consistent with, with the whole business and everything, which I think for the most part we really have. Yeah. So I think it's nice because like we're constantly challenging ourselves, trying to scale the business, trying to grow. We have like this crazy idea that we're trying to accomplish with a year from now. We're not going to tell you guys yet, 
so it's you know yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a little secret and like we've talked back and forth about yeah. it and everything so it's nice because like we we're slowly starting to see like the long-term vision of the business and where we actually want to take it so it's exciting it's a bit daunting of course it gives you a bit of anxiety but that's always a good feeling you know and i think like the most important thing is that we have each other yeah like we yeah. have each other to like bounce ideas off of and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you know share this whole process with because I don't know, I feel like if I was doing this by myself... Yeah, move the tea. I saw you trying to get comfortable with the tea on the, on the couch, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like if I was doing this by myself, it'd be a lot more daunting and vice versa. You yeah, know, no, and like, At least, like, when we are doing things that are a little bit, like, nerve-wracking, we can, like, bounce ideas off each other and be like, hey, is this a good idea? Do you agree with it? Yes, no, why not? Whatever. And, like, move forward together. You know, it's just... It's, it's an easier process, the fact that we have each other. No, most definitely, most definitely. So it's good, and I think that's why it's always good to, n- let's say, like, you also, it's always good to have, like, some type of partnership within your business. Because yeah. if you're the only one that's working on the business, it's hard to kind of, like, gauge what you're doing correctly, what you should change. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have you there as a business partner and a girlfriend as well, it's, like, amazing. It's the best thing ever. And, like, thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting our business. And like I really see where we're trying to take this thing, so we constantly have to push each other. You know, I think that's what's most important. But push each other in the right directions, of course. You know. And I, mean? I feel like we've gotten a lot better at that. Like I feel like when we first started this, we used to push each other in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like you push me in a way that would get me upset and vice mm-hmm. versa. Oh, yeah, you know. But like, but now I feel like we have a better understanding of like how to talk to each other, so it doesn't come across as like me telling you what to do or you telling me what to do because you know I don't do all of being told what to do so like you know I feel like it's yeah, it's found a good balance yeah yeah we, we're finding a better balance it's not perfect because yeah. we're still working on it because like we're people right yeah. So, like, for us to think, like, oh, yeah, we've been doing this for three years and now it's perfect. Like, that's not the case at all. No. But we're way better than we were day one. Of course. That's, that's extremely what's important. Um, so, our first topic of today is misconceptions of vintage. Mm-hmm. And when we say that, they put the tea over there. There's nothing to learn. Like, I know you want to be cool, like, holding tea, but put it over there. No, I'm not trying to be cool. My hands are cold. So, like, so when it comes to misconceptions of vintage, like, what comes to your mind exactly? I think... For me, it's just such this weird, like, paradigm because essentially vintage clothing is stuff that people, for the most part, don't really want anymore. Like, it's old clothing. It's not brand new. A lot of times it's ripped, it's stained, sometimes it's dirty. Like, sometimes it has, like, food stains on it, coffee stains, blood stains, whatever. We call that character, though. Yeah, it's character. (laughs) It's part of the story of, like, the clothing. Mm -hmm. But yet, some vintage items are more expensive than, like... A new piece something of brand new off the press you know yeah yeah so it's kind of like an interesting balance between like something being old and dirty and used and cool still and like desired and something being new and like maybe like a little bit less desired than that vintage thing it's just like this interesting balance yeah and i think a, a, one reason why that is is because like i think the quality of vintage clothing the way they were made back in the early 2000s and 90s is way better than today's we have, we, if we go to a place like H&M or Zara, you have item for like three washes and bam, it's finished, right? Mm-hmm. Where with vintage clothing, it really holds up the integrity a lot better. And also just the exclusivity of vintage clothing, right? Of course, back in the 90s, those items were mass produced. But over time, of course, ones have been thrown away. Ones have just been like damaged to beyond belief. And now it's like when you do find a piece that's really sought after, yeah, the like 
the, su the supply for it is limited, but the demand is so high. Yeah. So I think that's another aspect of vintage. And as I feel well. like what you're saying too is like people are getting really sick of like fast fashion. Oh yeah, 100%. Like I feel like people, at least like maybe with like younger people, but like anyone over a certain age, like you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to go to the mall and buy something that I'm going to wear literally once or twice, put it in the washing machine and it's going to be ripped to shreds and I'm never going to wear it again. Yeah, that top or whatever may have cost you $15, but wasted your $15 you could have put let's say $30 towards something that you're gonna have for the rest of your life you know no a hundred percent but that's what I like about vintage as well is like today's consumer has a better understanding of that yeah. they understand like hey like if I actually put a little money more to my wardrobe I can have staple pieces that will last last me a lifetime mm -hmm. which I think is extremely important and I think another idea of vintages is that like since there are limited quantities of the piece it allows people to be more individualistic where they're like, okay, well, not as much people have this type of piece, yeah. so now I can kind of, like, cater my wardrobe specifically for me instead of walking to H&M and looking at the 10 options they have and being able to choose from them. Yeah, and also just with, like, longevity, I feel like, like, I, we watched this documentary a little while ago. What was it called? Fast Fashion? It was, some, it was something about Fast Fashion. Something yeah, about fast so fashion. basically, like, I've, I feel like what they, uh, generally along the lines of what they're saying is on Netflix, you should watch it if you're interested in stuff like that, is they were saying that because like consumers have such a high demand and because the industry is changing like back in the day there used to be four, four seasons cycles, yeah. four seasons of clothing now they're saying that there's like 18 20 25 30 different seasons of clothing because if you go to a mall and you look at their storefront it changes almost like every like two three weeks right yeah, so true because even when i was working at club monaco it was once a month you would have new stock and inventory come in yeah right so i feel like also in reference to that like Vintage clothing is in, in better is better quality than let's say high end clothing that's produced today because they're still kind of catering to that fast fashion market. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So they're still trying to produce stuff faster, produce stuff that's a cheaper, a little cheaper. bit more affordable than it would have been let's say 20, 30 years ago. So I feel like that's also where people have kind of a desire to maybe get vintage because it's a little bit cheaper, it's higher quality than let's say something that's new, but still good quality, but you know, it's still trying to cater to that fast fashion market. No, most definitely. And I think another one, another misconception people have, but if we look at not necessarily the consumer now, but the actual business owners is that they have this huge misconception is that you can go to a value village, go to a warehouse, and just simply be like, hey, I want a Nike windbreaker. And pick it off the shelf. Yeah. I, I even had that misconception. I wish. Literally, like, three weeks ago, I was downtown. I haven't been to the black market in years. What's the black market exactly? It's just this place where you can find, like, vintage clothing, used clothing, whatever, for, like, a pretty good price. So I, I was in the area, and I'm like, okay, let me stop by and see. Like, I had this list of all the things I wanted. I wanted a winter jacket. I wanted black, sleek leather boots and a belt. No, I didn't even want a belt. I just wanted those two things. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to find this in, like, half an hour. I went. I went to two of their locations, saw a bunch of great stuff, but obviously didn't find anything that I actually needed. And I don't know. I just, like, I feel like... For some reason, I had this mis misconception that like I could go into a vintage store and just pick something off the rack and find it. Like That's one of the things that's not necessarily a drawback of vintage, but it just comes with the territory, is that you actually need to put the time into finding what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. The benefit of going to the mall or any of these big stores is that you can literally go into a section, pick it off the rack, find your size, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with vintage, if you want to find something that you're actually looking for, really good quality, you need to 
like put the time in you can't go in there with expect expectations no most definitely yeah. and the same thing even with like the running a vintage business is like i'll see a lot of new people come up and they're like yeah i'd love to find a polo bear team and, and and a big flag tommy logo t-shirt and in my back of my mind is like i wish like so far in our business i've only come across maybe like five of those things and we've yeah. been in business for three years yeah so the idea for for the so for, oh my gosh so people really have this idea where they think it's so easy to start running a, vi a vintage company where you can find everything you're looking for and sell it right away yeah. when the idea is it's like it takes a lot a lot of time and energy and energy too right so one thing i've actually realized is like why a lot of these like vintage companies are able to find like all these products at one time is one they're either buying them from other people and they're collecting them mm -hmm. and two they do a lot of digging a lot of searching yeah, you know it's what a mean? lot of time it takes, it takes a lot of time it doesn't take a month it doesn't take two months yeah. to find like all these pieces that are so sought after yeah. so that's one thing i'd love for people to like get a better understanding of is like hey if you're gonna come in this whether you're a consumer or on the business end is that like take your time and be patient with it you know yeah and that's why i think with me i really do enjoy vintage because it's a treasure hunt yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When you do actually find it, it feels rewarding. You're like, holy and shit. I do, and I do appreciate those patient customers because some customers, like, actually do have an understanding of that. Mm -hmm. Like, there'll be people that come to me and they're like, hey, can you find me this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll look for you. And then I'll come to them, like, like a month later, essentially, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, no, like, I'm not really interested anymore. Like, I found something else, whatever. And then you'll have those other customers that are patient and they wait for you and they're like, oh, I'm so happy you kept this in mind and you actually took the time out to look for this and mm -hmm. they wait for you, you know? But no, some people have the misconception that they'll ask you for something and you'll be able to find it right away. Like, you're picking something off a rack. Like, that's not how it works. Yeah, like, don't wait to look for the clothes. The clothes will find you. That's what it is. You just got to go with that, you know? Don't wait to like look for the clothes. The clothes will find you. For instance, like if we always want to go and find pieces that were like so sought after, we'd never sell anything. So we'd have to find pieces that like come to us essentially. You know what I mean? The content hater guys, don't 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 worry about her today. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you guys understand. You guys know that makes sense, but it's okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so one thing I think like when it comes to running a business is to like. The annoying aspect is like, okay, well, people will message us, ask us about an item, and then they're like, hey, like, I want to meet up, or like, hey, um, I'm going to buy this on Friday. And then, lo and behold, they flake. You know, like, how do you deal with that exactly when people flake and stuff? Um, you should ban them. Honestly, like, I don't take it personally, but I just keep it in mind. Like, when I'm selling stuff, like, I don't, we don't do holds. Yeah. Like, if I'm messaging you and you're not responding to me and somebody else buys it before you get back to me, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, we've had issues where, like, people will come to us and be like, hey, like, I told you I was going to buy this. Why'd you sell it? And it's like, because you told me you were going to buy it. You didn't pay for it. You didn't, you know, meet up with me. You didn't take any action. You just simply said, you know how many people say that they're going to buy something all yeah. day, every day? And the thing, too, is, like, people are always online searching for new things. Who's to yeah. say they won't find something better and cheaper? Exactly. And purchase what I've been doing, though, to kind of get around, like, people getting angry is, like, so say, like, the other weekend I had two people that were interested in the Carhartt jacket. One guy was messaging us earlier in the day, and then another guy was messaging us later on from, like, Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I messaged the guy that was talking to us earlier, and I was like, hey, by the way, just so you know, I have someone who's interested in this. If you don't message me back within the next 30 minutes, I'm selling it. Mm -hmm. 
and he never messaged me back, so I sold it. Like, if I were to have just waited for him and been like, hey, are you still good to meet up? No answer. Hey, are you, I'm going to be in the area shortly. Are you still good to meet up? No answer. And then I would have just lost the sale altogether. You no, know that's what good. I mean? And I think it's important that we do things like that as well because you don't ever want to, like, burn bridges with people and no. do it in such, like, a disrespectful way. Yeah. For you to just be, like, go and sell it. I'm not saying anything to him. It's like, okay, you're kind of an asshole for that, you yeah. know? But I think it's important that we always at least, like, let people know what's going on and yeah. let them know, like, because sometimes people think it's just, like, a sales tactic that we're saying, like, other people no. are interested. Yeah. And the reality is, like, no, other people actually are interested. Yeah. So, if you're going to miss out on this, unfortunately, it's kind of on you at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I think as long as we're always, like, letting people know, keeping them updated on the status of the item, that's the bare minimum we can do. But yeah. to keep things on hold, to wait, like, another week until you get paid. If you want to pay up front you want us to keep it on like keep it here for you and you can pick it up whenever you're ready 100% yeah because you know money talks <laughs> money talks cash credit debit yeah anything anything you know i'll even take an e-transfer so no i think that's definitely important but i think in terms of like actually like banning people because they're flakes that's not realistic because like who's to say something important actually did talk and like people have can't. their like people have a thousand things that they have to do in the day like i would love for like you know open communication being like hey i'm not gonna be able to meet up whatever you don't have to give me a reason why just tell me why but i don't know not everyone's gonna do that yeah know? yeah but that's why we have to keep our integrity right exactly. like, hey guys by the way by the way um in, exactly in terms of like the transitions of the seasons we really know that like we're right now in the heart of the retail season. Yeah. So Black Friday is coming up. What do you think are some benefits when it comes to Black Friday and holidays and seasons around that? I season think, changes. I think just generally like the holiday season, so like the period from like like September, October, November, December, like people are interested in buying stuff. Like they're shopping for their friends, their family, they're getting ready for Christmas or whatever the case may be. It's also like at least in like North America, it's colder. So people like generally retail is slower in the summertime because people are experiences yeah people are spending money on experiences they're, they're enjoying they're enjoying the summer they're enjoying the sunshine they're drinking on a patio they're going to a party they're going to a rooftop whatever whereas like in the winter time like your average person doesn't really want to go out in the winter time so they have more money to spend on stuff essentially so generally speaking like this time of the year is really good for us we've actually noticed something kind of interesting though about this black friday or the time leading up to black friday yeah is that our sales are a little bit lower than they usually are in the weeks like prior to this and like historically speaking the weeks after this period i think it's because of a bunch of reasons really right so i personally think that one of the main reasons is that people are there's so much like online promotions, in-store promotions, get like electronic 70% off, get like whatever new stuff 70% mm -hmm. off. Like there's so many deals to go around. People aren't necessarily like seeking out certain like buying options mm -hmm. because they're being like inundated with so much stuff already. Yeah, and I think like the idea of vintage doesn't necessarily work with Black Friday because it's like it's already at such a reduced price. Mm -hmm. And it's like okay, well I like the idea of vintage, yes, but if I can buy a North Face jacket that's vintage for eighty bucks or I can buy a brand new one for a hundred like, you know, what's yeah. the difference? I'm just I, gonna buy the brand new one. And I think the whole idea of Black Friday as well, it's really catered to stores and brick and mortar as well too right mm -hmm. so the idea of people like waiting to buy something online isn't as high mm -hmm. as the demand for people like lining up in stores and like okay i want to be the first to get this you know mm -hmm. and also one of the hardest things especially what we do with 
it's like buying clothes online because people generally like to feel like to touch it like to try it on yeah. to see if it fits or not yeah. so uh, when it comes to like Black Friday I feel like a lot more people are shouldn't spend their money on like TVs electronics like you know other things and of course if it is close, I'd rather touch it and feel it yeah. at that point. And that's what my theory is anyway. Well, we don't know. Like, we have a bunch of, like, ads that we're going to be putting up for, yeah. like, Black Friday and stuff. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe Cyber Monday. Isn't that the Monday yeah, coming? Yeah, yeah, so who knows, maybe Cyber Monday will be big for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's cool, though, because, like, even though that with all these other big box retailers are going to be taking a lot of the ad space, we still have to make an effort and still yeah. try it the, at the our best anyway to stay relevant, right? Yeah. So I think um yeah. So from tomorrow, from Thursday till about Tuesday morning, we're gonna have like a twenty percent sale on everything, mm-hmm. and we'll see how we do. If we do well, we do well. If not, then like we will figure out the analytics and see how we can do better for next time. Because yeah. like I think as long as we're trying and staying in the game, that's what's most important. We don't want to be sorry, man. Oh man, like oh this isn't working for us. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's so hard. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we can't be complaining the whole time, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go, go to the next, go to the next topic. He seems like he might follow me. Help wow, me out here. that's what you're gonna do. You're just gonna yeah, hang this out is to the, dry. This is our podcast, babe. You're just gonna hang out to dry. Yeah. So I guess like we're just trying to think of other ways to um, just bring value, show our customers that we appreciate them, we love them. So we're thinking of this new promo type of thing to do called Free Friday. Mm-hmm. Free Friday. Why did you stutter? It's as I'm trying to like you know build anticipation. Free Friday. So essentially, what Free Friday is, it's where we take like a really dope fire piece and we give it for free, like you know. But of course, there's gonna be like a bit of a contest around it. Whether it's like, hey, like tell us the the top NBA player back in 2001, the first person that can send us that DM will win this free jacket. Or like, hey, first person to DM us in general will win this free t-shirt or whatever. It's kind of cool because I think when, when, when it comes to being online, you're competing with so many other businesses, not only vintage companies, you're, you're also competing with camera companies, you're p- competing with people who are comedians online for attention. So anyway, we can like build attention and constantly create it around our business is extremely important. And also it adds value to our company to show that like, hey, we appreciate you guys keeping up with our content. The least we can do is give that one lucky person who's on top of it a free piece, right? And that hopefully this will constantly create like the cyclical effect where people are keeping up with it, constantly watching it and, and everything, right? And it's dope too, because you get the piece for free and we'll ship it to you for free or drive it over to your place and everything, right? So yeah. I, I think it's really, really cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, me too, me too. Um, but sometimes I'm more like, yo, off the piece is so fine, we can make like a thousand dollars off that piece. And it's just like, you kind of have to get that out of your head because it's like yeah. such a loser mentality, is, you know? It is, there's gonna be other pieces. Remember, the, the what, what, what's that saying? Vintage clothing is like an ocean, right? Yes, 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 it's, it's, it's an ocean, man. It's huge, it's huge, it's huge, it's huge, it's huge. So that's why I don't try to get too caught up on it. And the best part that I try to hold on to is that, hey, this is for our clients. They're really gonna appreciate this. It's about building value. And it's cool too, cause like now we're building like some type of like anticipation up to something every Friday, you know? Yeah, sure. And it's gonna be happening at any random time, right? It could happen at like six in the morning, it could happen at 12 at night. So you just have to constantly be on the ball and- Wait for it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's really it, just constantly wait for it. Um, So that's a new piece of content that we're adding. So what are like the major changes or like major 
improvements that you've seen with us having a bunch of content now? Yeah, we actually made a huge change. So we used to, how often did we used to post on Instagram? Like on our Instagram page? Once a day. When we initially started, it was three times a week. Yeah. When I look back now, that's so dumb. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, why would we do that? That's so stupid. Why would we do that? We were learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it used to be three times a week. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then over we, the last, like, over the last, like, six to eight months. No, no, like, literally over the last, like, two months, we started doing no. three times a day. No, I'm talking about the one, one a day. One a day. I'd say probably, like, three months. Like, just before I quit. Okay, so, yeah, like, yeah so months, the past, yeah. like... No, I think it was longer than no, that. Okay. Anyways, past like four months. Look, even if you go back on the Instagram and okay, look. The number, it just follow me. Okay. So, the, so the past like four months, we've been doing one a day. Okay. Anyways, whatever. We've been doing one a day and then you watched a... I watched the Gary Vee thing and he told, and he basically said like, the algorithm supports people who are more active on, on Instagram. So if you're posting more often on your story, if you're posting more often on your timeline, you're more likely to be at the top of the list in terms of on the news feed. Yeah. Then it just hit me. It's like, why not? Why yeah. don't we just make that attempt to actually try and pull more, pull more freaking and see what happens? Yeah. So we started. We kind of like reformatted all of our content to kind of like have a more of a lifestyle. More of a lifestyle vibe because mm -hmm. we sell through like other means mm -hmm. and like our Instagram page itself was never really a huge no. source of selling. It's more of our story. Of our story. Mm -hmm. So we're just like, let's like capitalize on this and give people a good idea of like what our actual brand is when they see our page as opposed to just like a bunch of random pictures of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just like curated it a little bit better and we started posting three to four times a day now. Um, and we've seen a huge- Three to four times on our timeline. On our timeline, on our yeah. Timeline. We've seen a huge increase on like engagement, on likes, on followers. It's made a really big It's sense. really changed everything because the concept of like, if you want more, you have to do more. It's so relevant when it comes to social media. Yeah. A lot of times we forget like it's based on a um, analytics and an algorithm. So the algorithm is generally gonna feed people who are doing more for the company. Of course, and just like the basic principle of it's a news feed. So mm -hmm. each time you're posting, your stuff is back at the top. And if you do that multiple times, your stuff is back at the top multiple times. Yeah, no, so it definitely. gives more people the opportunity to see your stuff and it's just at a higher frequency. You're posting three times a day. That's three separate opportunities that you will have to attract people's attention. So. Yeah, and I think that's one thing Gary Vee really taught us. It's like it's all about the attention, 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 attention. Yeah. So that's why it's good that we're going to be creating this new content called Free Fridays. Attention there. We already have our podcast. We have our articles. We have our IGTV. Mm -hmm. We have our YouTube. You know, we have our Facebook, so we're constantly trying to garner attention on all these different platforms. So, like, it gives people to constantly rem be remembered, uh, be reminded of us, and constantly come back to us, you know? Because, like, before, it's like, what the heck? We're posting twice a week. How are, you, how are people going to even remember us? I, I, I forget about us. I used to forget about us that, back then. Yeah, you know same. So, so, it's nice to see, like, those small changes. I really have like a huge impact on the business mm -hmm. and where we can go and it kind of is crazy too because like those same concepts are so transferable and we can use them for other aspects of our life you know what i mean mm -hmm. yo if you want more you got to do more you know yeah, it's as simple as that. no 100 percent, 100 percent. but I, I do like the aspect too that our clientele does appreciate it and you can tell a lot of people are asking for information a lot of people are engaging with us because for the people who want the information they'll let you know they want it and for people who don't so be it and that's fine like that comes with the territory not everyone's gonna like everything that you do yeah for sure all right perfect so is there any last words that you'd love to add no i'm good yeah um do i have any last words um 
my last words are, if you care about it, do it. If not, screw it. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week on another episode of Business Pleasure. Until next time, peace.